Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. I want to thank everyone for being with us today. And just a quick reminder, our time on Sundays has changed, and we're just trying to make everyone aware of that. You can hear a re-airing of our Saturday show on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and then again Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. So we hope you will join us there. And a reminder, we will be in Colorado Springs at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Expo coming up here next week, February 22nd through the 24th, and we hope you will join us. Glad to have in studio our good friend Alan Stack from Stack Optical. As I say in our advertising, at Stack Optical, you will see the difference. And I'm telling you, Alan's been taking care of uh, my eyes. And uh, I know Victoria's been there for eye exam, Kevin Flesh. And um, Alan, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Scott. And we have no HIPAA laws here, so don't worry. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Kevin had his daughter in, right, and they got it fixed up. So... Uh, I tell you, eyesight is, you know, when you stop and think about it, if you had to lose, man, eyesight is a precious thing to all of us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just coming in for that eye exam, just let the doctor check over the general health of the, the eye. Sure. Now, it's been, what, coming up on two years now? Yeah, it'll be two years in wow. July we've been in our new location. Okay, and boy, it's been great. And I tell you, I think... A big thing people got to love is just ease of getting there and just the, the parking. Is, I mean, parking. They're, they're 10 feet from the door. <laughs> I, that was probably the number one thing I looked for when we found out we had to move was to find a place that had parking right out front. Right. And that address is 2233 South Monaco Parkway and um, right in a big shopping center. And, again, very, very easy, convenient, free parking uh, you got to watch that now. A lot of places you go to want to charge you. And, uh, but it is free parking. And uh, Alan mentioned eye exam, so let's start there. And I was reading, you know, in January, I think it was uh, a specific month, like glaucoma or something. Uh -huh. and, and so there's a lot of different diseases kind of that we don't really think about till somebody in your family it hits or it hits you. But you can catch maybe, hopefully. <laughs> a lot of these early, early in the eye in exam. That. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just like glaucoma. You want to check those pressures. He does that. And then also with the macular regeneration, you know, you can see early signs of that and, and get treated for it. So it's very important to come in for that annual eye exam. Right. And we hear, you hear cataracts a lot of times. I had somebody just ask me that day, and they go, what is cataracts? I mean, what is that? Well, it's the yellowing of the crystalline lens. That's the lens that we use inside the eye. You've got the cornea, and then after the cornea, you go through the pupil, and you've got the crystalline lens in there. And over time, that... That starts to get a little cloudy, and that's the cataract. Okay. And then they'll go in and replace that lens and put an artificial lens in there. And it's a very successful surgery. It's yeah. nothing to be stressing about. Okay. And that's been around forever, too. Yes. Right. Yeah. And do you have folks like that when people need that and your doctor says that you've got people that you refer to? Yeah, we have ophthalmologists like referred to, yes. Okay, good. Their number is 303-321-1578, 303-321-1578. And uh, we mentioned that eye exam, and um, I'm telling you, Alan, everybody that we send there, and, of course, me knowing myself, uh, this is a very thorough eye exam, and what I like by a doctor, I mean, I've had people that have told me, wow, went by a box store and 
Don't know what the person's <laughs> degree of expertise was yeah, there, but he's I, been doing it for 35 years. I want to see a doctor. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that's really good. Now, um, we talked about repairs a little bit before the show, and, and you said, boy, you get a lot of people that stop in for that. And so I think some people may think, hey, what happens? If my lens cracks, that's a repair. I mean, what all yeah, well, do people come in for? Yeah, there's the simple repairs, you know, like the nose pad falls off or the lens falls out and that kind of stuff and needs a new screw. But I also, you know, people come in and the, the frame's broken. Well, there's a lot of metal frames. I have a micro torch that I can weld and, mm. and make them almost as good as new. And then also, if it can't be repaired, I can take those lenses and actually edge them into another frame. That's a, you know, that's what we do there. We're opticians. Right. So a lot of places won't do that. They will not take the old lens and re-edge them into another frame. That we will do. Sure. Well, you've been doing it since, what, 1968? Well, that's when Dad opened up. Wow. I've been doing it since the late 70s. Wow. So, and it's really, truly one of the last family-owned, optician-owned, we say, yes. uh, around, right? Yeah, in Denver, for sure. Absolutely. Again, Alan Stack is our guest. Stack Optical is the company. 2233 South Monaco Parkway, 303-321-1578. And um, I want to talk about the Stack Sports Pack. And, mm -hmm. you, know, um, uh, you know, we have you on our Haystack show and on Sportsman of Colorado. And so... Um, I just think this is such an important thing with eyesight and people taking care of their eyes. But the Stack Sports Pack, boy, it's got to be one of the greatest things over the last few years since we've been doing shows together that really do enhance your activity in the outdoors. Yeah, and I'm, I'm constantly looking for, you know, new frames and so forth. But, boy, this, this frame has really been a staple because it's so easy to change out the lenses. The frame itself can be adjusted in the field. You don't have to bring it in. You can, uh, you know, manipulate the nose pads yourself, manipulate the temples yourself, and change out the lenses. So if you're going shooting, you can put your shooting lens in there, and then let's say you're going to go golfing, you change that lens out and put a golfing lens in there. It's very versatile. Because the weather can change from hole to hole almost playing <laughs> golf, right? I mean, we've all seen it where it's bright, and then all of a sudden, man, a storm may move in and get cloudy, and then all of a sudden you've got the wrong lens. No, it's, no. It's easy to Ac pop out. Well, or... You know, for golfing, I can use the one lens for all lighting conditions. Okay. Because it'll change depending on the lighting That's conditions. That's right. I've got one of those, too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm usually looking in the woods for my ball, you know. So no, what I was talking about more, changing, I know. It's yeah. a little more shaded in there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's what's nice about using a brown lens on the golf course versus a gray. Okay. Gray is the worst lens to golf with because all it does is darken the shadows. And that's typically where your ball seems to roll. Mm-hmm. Is in the shadows, sir. Sure. And with the brown lens, you can still pick it out. Now, another thing you talked about, and um, it's, and we'll just kind of call this sports eyewear. And uh, of course, right now, skiing, snowboarding's in full swing, and all that. And and we were just talking about, you know, you you sell the whole goggle apparatus with everything, but a lot of people have goggles they like, and so you've got something now where you can help them keep their own goggle but then help them see better. Yeah, this came out new for 2019. It's kind of a universal adapter that I can fit into most ski goggles. You'll need to bring your ski goggle in to make sure it fits. But it, it's really, it's got a large field of view versus a lot of the ones that were made specifically for a Pacific goggle had a very small field of view. Okay. But these were made large. They fit into a lot of different types of goggles and it really gives you a nice field of view for skiing. Wow. And that brings up an important thing. And, and probably most people wear some type of eyewear skiing, I hope. But, man, you've talked about before, 
the sun reflecting against snow can oh, be dangerous. Yeah. yeah, you can get snow blindness and that type of thing. So, no, you need to wear protective eyewear when you're skiing, but a lot of people got a prescription. Right. You know, and they got these cool goggles, but they can't see out of them, or they're trying <laughs> to fit their glasses in there and this kind of stuff. Now, at least I have an option for them. Right. And by the way, you can follow Stack Optical Service on Facebook. Uh, they always post a lot of cool things. And um, get in for this eye exam, though. And, and usually say, I mean, after a certain age, is it yearly? Or what, what do you After what do you 50, say? I would go in yearly. Okay. You yeah. know. And for $69, just to get that peace of mind, everything is exactly, good. Exactly, exactly. It's cool. not that expensive, and it's a full eye exam. Right. Now, when the doctor is going through things, and you talk about pressures, that he's testing those pressures, that's that little puff that's the puff thing of air. that he does. Right. And what, what is he looking for in there, how that eye reacts to pressure? Yeah, well, he can actually check the pressure inside the eye with that puff. Okay. And if he starts seeing high pressures, then he's going to look at different things. He'll... Have you, will dilate you, and then he'll look inside the eye and see what the optic disc looks like. And, you know, if, if that doesn't look right, then he'll refer you on to an ophthalmologist. Um, there's a lot of different things besides just drops to put you on if you do have beginning glaucoma. Okay. Um, they also do lasers to re, uh, relieve the pressure. There's a lot of different things that can be done, but you've got to catch it early. Yeah. That's the whole idea of getting these yearly eye exams. And the right diagnosis by a doctor. Right. I really want to stress that as well. And uh, you handle contact. I mean, we talk about glass all the time, but mm -hmm. you contact. Uh -huh. I mean, you're, the doc, the you're doc a one-stop shop. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for all that. And, again, Alan can help you with the Stack Sports Pack, and we'll mention this real quick. Um, if, if you are into uh, shooting and uh, hunting or, or just shooting, maybe target practice and all, um, if you when you call and you want to do the eye exam or meet with Alan about getting the Stack Sports Pack for shooting, uh, when you call, just make sure and you mention that you'd like to uh, see Alan because, Alan, you do allow them um, to bring a, a firearm fire in because yep. that helps you figure out exactly just bring how it in unloaded. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> double check it twice for sure. And uh, because that does help you um, see where's the best place to place that corrective part in the lens. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. I use kind of a, an upside-down bifocal just to allow you to be able to see your front sight, and the bottom part is your distance. And when you bring in your weapon, and then I can go ahead and find out where the best place to put that, okay. that segment. Right. And, you know, most of us like, uh, you know, when all the whole uh, Obamacare came out and all the things, one of the big things, hey, you can keep your doctor. And you know what? We all like having that one person that we really have confidence in when it comes to our health. And I'm telling you, don't just run around and look for, you know, $19 glasses and all that stuff. You're like me. I did that for years and end up spending probably more than I would have just getting good glasses from Stack Optical. But you've got a, a doctor there that does exams, that gets to know you. Alan, of course, takes care of you. And to do this, Alan, you know, since your dad started in 1968 and then, you know, since you started doing it in the 70s, I mean, a lot of places have gone in and out of business. And you know what? Your customer service uh, is stellar with your clients because they not only came, you know, now they're bringing their kids and their kids and their kids, and it's really a family tradition, Stack Optical. Exactly, and it's not just the, the service, but also the constant research on products. I'm only using the best products. I mean, I can still do a complete pair of glasses for under 100 bucks, right? you know, for single vision, and it's still a decent quality frame and lens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's 
that's the thing is, you know, you've, you've got to have the value there. You've got to have a good quality product as well as the service. And then the driving lens, too, because I'm telling you, man, a lot of cars, I mean, I get people, I've got a 2018 Silverado, and, it, boy, it's got these, I mean, the headlights are bright, and people are flashing at me like they're on bright and they're not. But there's nothing more, you know, uh, oh, boy, it can get you just uh, disheveled a little bit driving at night and glare of light. Well, and, 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 and you see a lot of this stuff in the back of magazines. Oh, get these yellow lenses for <laughs> night driving and so forth. You know, you're cutting down part of the light getting to the eye. You're not going to see as well. It seems like it's brighter, but okay. you're not seeing as well. Most people, you know, when you talk about night driving, well, they have a little correction. Mm. If you make that correction and put a good anti-reflective coating on it, there's a pair of night driving glasses for you. You'll really notice the difference. Right. And that's what we say at Stack Optical. You'll see the difference. Give them a call, 303-321-1578, 303-321-1578. Again, their location is 2233 South Monaco Parkway. Repairs, eye exam, they got the sports eyewear all covered. Hey, if you're into skiing, go by and check it out and let Alan show you how he can help you see better and really enhance that activity. And also the Stack Sports Pack. So if you're into hunting, shooting, golf, all that, the St Stack Sports Pack may be just a thing for you. And as I mentioned, follow them on Facebook, Stack Optical Service. And uh, folks, they've been doing this since 1968. We use Alan um, here at the station. Uh, several people have, and uh, boy, it's just been great. So if looking for great service, great quality care for your eyes, check out Stack Optical. Alan, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, Scott. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. If you have just been in an accident, there is a lot going on. With the screeching tires, crunching metal, and breaking glass, it's hard to remember what to do. That's why Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law wants you to remember to panic. No, he doesn't mean run around screaming or start hyperventilating. He means use the acronym P-A-N-I-C to remember what to do. P is for police. Call the police immediately. It's very important to have an official record of what happened. A is assess, as in assess all of your injuries and seek medical care if necessary. N is for never admit fault. It's your job to take care of yourself, not to determine who is at fault. I is for insurance. Take pictures of the other person's insurance and ID info and get pictures of the accident if you can. And finally, C is for Call Kevin Flesh. Kevin Flesh is more than just a name used to intimidate the insurance companies. He will help you. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation, and he'll help you get the compensation that you deserve. Let me tell you about one of my favorite stores, The Outdoorsman's Attic, a consignment store for all of your adventure outdoor gear. Hunting, fishing, camping, kayaks, live bait, survival gear, backpacks, sleeping bags, firearms, and ammo. Save 20, 30, 40, and even 50% on new and pre-owned items at The Outdoorsman's Attic. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and save up to 20% on your purchase. This offer excludes firearms and ammo. Never pay retail again. Big savings and friendly service is what you'll find at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Check them out, outdoorsmansattic.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to the show, and once again, if you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley, and we appreciate you being with us. 
We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend Aaron Casey from Phoenix Weaponry. They are in Longmont. And, uh, boy, if you're looking for a precision firearm, uh, suppressors, all that, uh, this is the place to get it at Phoenix Weaponry. Aaron, hey, man, thanks for being with us today. How are you, sir? Good, doing good, man. Just finished up lunch with the guys at the shop, and uh, good to talk to you again. Hey, absolutely. Now, uh, in all transparency here, uh, we're having Aaron on our Haystack Help Show, um, but tomorrow, and Aaron's going to be on our Sportsman of Colorado show as well, but we didn't know how if he'd be able to take the time, so we'll re-air this again tomorrow, but it is a Tanner Gun Show weekend, so I wanted to talk about that just a little bit, Aaron, and what all you guys will be sh- talking there, and then how's the Tanner Gun Show been doing? Well, it's been doing pretty good. You know, it's been pretty busy. Um, we actually have um, our new butt stock out that we just made, so we'll be showing that off for the first time. Uh, the wife decided to get in the game now, too, so she has picked out purses, and her and my coding guy have gotten together and have now purses with matching pistols with for concealed carry for women. So, oh, wow. Um, okay. Kind of like a designer purse, so we've got to go get her stuff and get her buttoned up tonight, and she's got all the prices, so she, now she'll be hanging out at the gun show with me every weekend. Okay, uh, hey, well, at least she won't be buying purses. Hey, she'll have her own. Yeah, now she gets to buy them in bulk, you know. They're, they're just going to show up at my house in a big box, and she can pick through them. The goal is to keep her from uh, keeping all of them, though. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you know, I mean, that is a, a great market and a, and, a, and a big, big need because, you know, so many of the um, purses, handbags, you see it, a lot of different things. I mean, they're just not very um, good-looking handbags and style, yeah. color, and no, all no, that. No. So, no, I think that's yep. a great market for her. Yeah, the person that she found that makes these purses uh, designed for Michael Coors and Coach and all the rest of the stuff, so she's very excited. It's very high-end looking, kind of matches the whole rest of the thing that we do at Phoenix. So the pistols are all coated to match. Her and the and my coding guy sit down, they pick out color combos and They've got one right now that's a, uh, 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 like a grayish color to match the purse exactly, and they custom mix the paint to make it look exactly like the purse. And So we'll be getting photos of those up on the website as well. So okay. we'll see how that does. Well, great. And you can check out that website, phoenixweaponry.com, and uh, there's also a newsletter uh, that you can sign up for that's free there. If you go visit the website, you can read a little bit more about Phoenix Weaponry and all they have to offer. And if you've got questions for Aaron and maybe you've been thinking about, um, you know, you maybe already have a AR or, or other guns that you want to need some gunsmithing on, different things like that, you want to look at coating. you want to look at just tricking them out a little bit more, you can give them a call, 720-340-2496. Again, 720-340-2496. Now, another thing I wanted to mention real quick is our banquet coming up, and, um, boy, that's going to be a great banquet. It is the Front Range Friends of the NRA, and you are uh, the host of that. So uh, tell us a little bit about that evening. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing the up in uh, Fort Collins at the Marriott. Um, it'll open up at 5 o'clock. You can buy bucket tickets to play the games there. Uh, if you want to get your tickets online, you can go to the Phoenix Weaponry Facebook page and pick them up, or you can go to the Colorado Friends of the NRA. It's on March 2nd at the Fort Collins Marriott. And so then well, at 5 o'clock, everybody can come in, uh, play games, hang out for a while. Dinner should be at 7 And then after or during dinner, there will be a live auction. So we're going to be machine uh, – auctioning off our machine gun shoot again um and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for a guest speaker at the at the banquet last year we had ken buck on so yeah i remember that fun. yeah so, absolutely yeah All it right. should be enough another nice night okay great and uh, again you can go to friends of the nra.org 
And um, you can click on events, click on Colorado. It comes right up there. You can visit our Facebook page as well, Sportsman of Colorado, and we have a direct link there. And uh, But it is a great night. We were involved with this last year, and uh, BMCing this again for Aaron. And uh, it will be a great night. And I don't know if you the saw thing, it. You know, is, is, um, the proceeds for the Friends of the NRA does not go to NRA proper. It is actually going to promote youth shooting sports. There's a, a clay uh a high school clay team that uh, travels around. We, we give them grant money, the 4-H kids for their shooting team. So that's really where the money goes for this is the to the children's youth shooting sports, uh, hunter safety courses, fathers in the field, well-armed women. That's where all the proceeds for this uh, events go. Oh, okay, great, great. And a quick programming note as well, want to mention we will be in Colorado Springs at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Expo and that is coming up February 22nd through the 24th and um, we'd love to have you come to that. Again, you can go to our Facebook page, Sportsman Colorado Radio, see all the information about that. That will be that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and uh, we'll be giving away tickets on Sportsman of Colorado um, tomorrow. And uh, But, again, we are re-airing this segment with Aaron because we wanted to get him on since he was going to be at the Tanner Gun Show um, there Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if you saw, but it looks like this red flag bill is getting reintroduced um, here, Aaron. And, um, you yeah. know, we, we kind of talked about that some last year with George Brockler was on our show. But, you know, it just seems like, the, and I think all of us are um, – in favor of people having guns that should have guns and all that. But, you know, in mentally ill deals, I mean, there's different things there. But, boy, it just seems like, um, you know, if someone makes an accusation, the police can, the way I understand it, police can come in and, you know, secure the gun, take the guns, and there's really no due process there immediately. Yeah, they've, they've circumvented the due process. There is, you are now guilty until you prove yourself innocent. So there's a couple problems with it. One is, you know, you don't ever get your day in court and for a while. Mm-hmm. And then two is if somebody makes an accusation, you now have the um, you you have to defend yourself. Yeah, you've got the burden to prove money. Yeah, right, right. It's absolutely backwards of what everything is supposed to be in the Justice Department. And you know, it, it's you know, if, if somebody's truly a threat, take them into custody and get it sorted out. But, you know, and give them their day in court. I mean, they're being accused of something. They haven't been charged. They haven't been, you know, anything. You're just accused of something, and it's just, you know, it, it's just not right. Yeah. And, again, we will follow that uh, a little bit closer uh, on Sportsman of Colorado. But, Aaron, I mean, what's new? Um, again, I've got about a minute and a half here. But um, uh, yeah. what's new and some of the newer things that you've come out with and some of the magazines you're in, things like that? Uh, so we just accidentally, or we, uh, not accidentally, I guess, but we just found out that we were in Ballistic Magazine um, okay. yesterday. So we had a friend call us up and say, hey, have you seen the new Ballistic Magazine? I'm like, no. So we're in there in about three or four different spots. Um, we're waiting for a shootout with that 4570 that we uh, sent out for a test. Uh, we're supposed to be up against some of the other people claiming to have the most powerful weapon. So we'll see if they go ahead and publish it because we, we exceed it by a lot. So better to win by a mile than an inch so absolutely so that should be coming out here soon the production ammo is coming out um we're waiting on the packaging is all picked out we just gotta get stickers for it so you know with 4570 still going the white has her purses we came out with a new buttstock pump the phoenix 8a3 um of course our suppressors i'm gonna do a remodel on our 308 cans see if i can get a little bit more sound out of them so hopefully that prototype will be coming out here shortly 
So, you know, it's all, all kind of still cruising along, um, hoping to double the size of the shop here in the next uh, month or so. We'll see if we can get this real estate deal buttoned up. Okay. So, well, good deal. Yeah. Everything's cruising along. All right. We'll get by the Tanner Gun Show Saturday and Sunday. Uh, see Aaron and um, see Jen, his wife, there. Take a look at those handbags. And uh, Victoria and I will try to get down there and see you as well. And, uh, just yeah, we'll tell, try to get Victoria hooked up. Yeah, just tell Jen to hide the purses when we come in. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're praying on Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for uh, taking time for us, and uh, we'll be down there and see you. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. That's Aaron Casey, Phoenix Weaponry, 720-340-2496. Again, at Tanner Gun Show weekend. Uh, get down and see them. we got to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Got a road trip planned for getting ready for your next outdoor adventure? Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at D&D Tire Service. At D&D Tire Service in Parker and Aurora, they understand automotive issues can be a headache and they never come at a convenient time. 
D&D Tire Service is family-owned and operated and is truly your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. All tires are reduced, and for a limited time, there are some great rebates, saving you up to $200. From belts to tires, wiper blades, oil changes, D&D Tire Service has you covered. For the location nearest you, call 303-699-7337. That's 303-699-7337. D&D Tire Service is the official auto repair shop of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Let D&D Tire Service keep you and your family safe on the roads. DndTireService.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Just a reminder... Uh, we're still getting a few emails, people looking at for us at 9 a.m. on Sunday for a replay of our Saturday show, and we are now at 8 a.m., and then once again at 4 p.m. on Sunday. So Saturday's live 1 to 2, and then Sunday mornings at 8, and Sunday afternoons at 4. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. Well, glad to have in studio a friend uh, now for a couple of years, um, Luke Weedle. And uh, Luke is, works with us at the Rocky Mountain. I shouldn't say works with us. I do very little work there. <laughs> I emcee their banquet, but come to a lot of their meetings. And uh, Luke does a lot there for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Denver chapter. And uh, Luke, glad to have you in. Thanks, Scott. You know, um, first of all, um, let's give a little background of yourself and, uh, you know, how long you've been in the state and what kind of got you into the outdoors and then... You've been doing a, a ton of research, which is why you're in today on a lot of different issues that I think uh, a lot of our listeners will be um, very, very glad to hear and kind of get a, um, up on some of the issues that may be facing us as sportsmen. But take a minute and just talk about yourself just a second and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, I was born in Colorado. I'm from Boulder, Boulder County, north of Boulder. Um, went to school here, went to DU, went to grad school at DU. Um, and then right before I started college, I started uh, uh, fishing up in Alaska. So for the last 20 years or so, I've done that for a living. Um, I'm in Alaska, southeast Alaska, for about, oh, five months or so. Right. So, um, and uh, growing up in Colorado, I've always, I've always, um, I grew up hunting, I grew up fishing, um, skiing, outdoor recreating. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm lucky enough to have uh, three young daughters, six, three, and one. And um, although my wife tells me they're too young, we, we make it on plenty of outdoor adventures throughout the year. So, right. oh, cool. yeah. yeah, we live in Wheat Ridge. I live on the Front Range. And um, like you said, I've been involved in the uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Denver Mile High chapter for the last uh, three or four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a blast. So yeah. thanks for your support and everything. No, you I do mean for I tell you, it's, it's a good group of people, you know, and and uh, and you know, like with a lot of these groups, I mean, everybody does this just strictly volunteer, you know. Yeah. And I mean, they're not looking. I mean, nobody gets paid for any of their uh, hours they put in. And these banquets, uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, have attended over the years, and they don't just happen. <laughs> I mean, a lot of work goes into it, and uh, you know, getting items for. You know, silent auction, live auction, you know, getting the place, um, the venue all set up, um, and just making sure everything goes smoothly. I mean, it is a ton of work. It's a, a big deal. People. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a very dedicated team, yourself included. Thanks. Well, no, I mean, I love doing it. Yeah. It's, we, uh, our chairman, Brady White, is a, a super dedicated volunteer, yes. uh, as you know. And um, 
I'm the merchandise chair on the committee. Uh, so uh, this time of year, I've got donations coming in like crazy, mm -hmm. and uh, um, my garage looks like a Cabela's. So. <laughs> well, cool. <laughs> it's fun to go out there when I need a break. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. All right, we're going to talk uh, on a couple of subjects today. And, um, and first of all, I want to give a little bit of your credibility because you have, we were talking a little bit before the show, you've, you've testified to the Wildlife Commission. Uh, you've written some great blogs on some different um, you know, sites and different things like that. So uh, let's just talk about when you go um, testify to commission. And let's let everybody know, first of all, there are meetings that people can go to, but yet very few, and I'll say of us, <laughs> sure. Take the time to attend, but we kind of want to put the word out today. We as sportsmen and sportswomen better start getting involved in some things. That's right. I mean, I think this issue I've been working on specifically, some of the um, issues with outdoor recreation and how I think it's a factor in some of our um, uh, declines in, in elk cow calf ratios across the state, has really led me to um, more uh, intensely understand how important it is for sportsmen to get involved mm -hmm. and give input to public decision makers. Um, I think that uh, uh, <laughs> we have an uphill battle as sportsmen. I mean, as hunters sure. and anglers, I mean, we really do, especially in this state, the landscape is changing very quickly. Uh, and the commissioners now represent, as they probably have not in the past, the Parks and Wildlife Commissioners, they represent all sorts of user groups. Um, non-consumptive user groups, outdoor recreators, mountain bikers, uh, you know, those sorts of things, which, mm -hmm. which in the past, sportsmen have really never had to fight for what we have. Um, and hunters and anglers are sort of the ones who have been, you know, funding conservation sure. since, I mean, the early, 19th, the early 20th century. Mm -hmm. Pittman-Robertson, those sorts of things. Right. Um, and license fees. So anyway, I, I think I would like to just, I think one of the reasons we, you and I talked about me coming in today was just sort of calling sportsmen and, and hunters specifically to get involved in, in some things and and give input um, because it's very important. I mean, we won't we always take for granted all of these wonderful opportunities we have. Sure, uh, but they might not be there forever. You right, know, like we know them. Right, and you know we've had a big change in um, uh, Colorado now. New governor. Uh, you know, Bob Brochad, you and I were talking a little bit before. Bob, I thought, was doing a, a, a great job here with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, the director. And now, I believe it's Arizona, picked him up. <laughs> kind of right. like, like cutting a, a Champ Bailey or something. Another team picked him up very, very quick because he is a good guy. And so, you know, there's a gentleman now, and his name escapes me, but we're going to try to get him on. He's kind of uh, taking over that position right now on a temporary basis. But... Uh, talk a minute really about what you feel, even government, and how that controls sportsmen. Sure. Well, the commissioners, as I learned, I think there are 12 commissioners, uh, 11 or 12 commissioners, and the director who's basically, the commission is the boss of the director, right. uh, and we have a temporary director now. Bob Broshide uh, was the director up until early this month, February, and he did a great job. Um, but the commissioners are appointees. They're appointed by the governor. So this new administration, new governor, uh, I think they're, they're, they have terms. So once their term expires, then another uh, mm -hmm. commissioner is appointed by the governor. And they, very, they, they, they represent various constituencies, agriculture, sportsmen, outdoor rec, that sort of thing. So, I mean, again, you know, as a governor who's not familiar with hunting, in my experience, I don't think that... Uh, 
I think it's even more important for hunters to really provide input and opinions to Colorado Parks and Wildlife, both regionally on various specific issues, but also statewide at the mm -hmm. commission meetings or by emailing the commission, uh, those sorts of things. Because it's important that they hear from us as sportsmen, as hunters right. and anglers. If they don't, they're going to hear from other constituents. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those are, groups are, are well-organized, well-funded, mm -hmm. and seem to want to spend, spend plenty of time in front of any ears that will hear the anti-hunting side. Oh, for sure. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. So let's talk about this whole um, cow-to-calf ratio a little bit and um, educate us a little bit on that and what areas we're talking about in the state and, and how that will affect our long-term elk hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, well... I'm not a biologist, just so you know, sure. so, but I okay. have read a lot now. I, I, I grew up hunting in northwest Colorado, hunt, hunted elk since I was a kid. I've hunted elk for, you know, 25 years or more. Um, and I was hunting in Unit 14, GMU 14, up near Steamboat Springs. And um, we, I, I found out about a, a, a big trails project called the Buffalo Pass Trails Project, which um, the Forest Service built using some local funds. Uh, some uh, attacks, which was um, uh, a city, a city, uh, the city of Steamboat Springs. Um, uh, basically, it's a fun, a ballot funded, a ballot initiative that is funding these trails projects, mm -hmm. um, and it funded Buffalo Pass. And um, I was hunting up there and realized, and I never got involved in the public process, the public sure. input part of this, um, but I did start to see the effects of the trails projects on um, my own hunting and my own spot. So I, saw, I started to see less and less elk, and now it's to the point where I, I see few elk in areas where I used to see a lot of elk. And that's all uh, in that same landscape where Buffalo Pass was built, the, okay. the trails project. Now there's another trails project proposed, and, proposed, and um, that's called the Mad Rabbit Trails Project Proposals. That's There's a proposal A and a proposal B. And that um, is going to, if 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 built as written, will carve up, I think, between 14 and 22 square miles of currently undisturbed area. And in that area, we don't have many undisturbed areas sure, left. Sure. Um, so those 2A funds, which are city, it's basically city funded, because the Forest Service, even though it's being built on or proposed to be built on National Forest, the route, route National Forest, mm -hmm. um, the Forest Service doesn't typically have a lot of money to build trails. They're fighting fires and things like that. Right. Um, but now that they're getting these uh, funds from, from tax revenues, from 2A tax, uh, uh, tourism tax, they're able to have these trails proposed. So uh, anyway, one of, the, one of the things I found from personal observation is that we have, I, I saw a dramatic decline in the elk, in the locally in the elk uh, herds. And um, I started reading about this and I, realized that over in E16, the E16 elk herd, which is the Eagle County area, that's, uh, I think, GMU's game management units 44, 45, 444, and 47, um, they've had like a 60% decline in their elk herd from 10,000 animals to 4,600 animals. And wow. um, one of the things that out, out, outdoor, one of the things that wildlife managers are starting to um, suspect as one of the culprits is outdoor recreation because we're recreating in Colorado right. like we've never really done before. Mountain biking, you know, racing, um, all night racing, those sorts <laughs> of things. And, 
even though some of this stuff, uh, we don't typically think of those summer areas as being as crucial as the winter habitat for elk survival, scientists and wildlife managers and biologists are now realizing how important the summer calories are for elk's survival in the winter. Mm -hmm. So they do suspect that in that Eagle, Eagle County area that, um, that outdoor recreation, uh, like we've never seen before, is, is, is one of the primary culprits in uh, those declines. Right. And they have enormous issues with the cow-calf ratio, which, or elk recruitment, um, which basically means that a recruitment is the ability that an elk or an other wildlife has to bring a young into the herd. And um, once that number starts to get low enough, then the herd sort of never never recovers. It just goes away. It doesn't just jump mountains and go to a different winter range. It just, sure. just they just die. They're gone. Um, wow. Luke Weedle is our guest. And, um, again, we're, we're, I'm going to try to get some of this information, Luke, and we'll put it on our website, um, sportsmanofcolorado.com, as well as our Facebook page, uh, things that we can transfer over. But um, real quick in our, in our last minute here for this segment, Luke, um, we talked about sportsmen getting involved. Is the best thing to go to the CPW website to find out about different meetings? Is that the best place? Well, I would say two things. If it, I would, because I would encourage sportsmen to get involved generally. Like right. whatever issue is close to your heart, I mean, whether it's wolf reintroduction, which, you know, is a major issue we're going to be facing here in Colorado, mm -hmm. whether it's um, whatever issue that is affecting you as a sportsman, Colorado Parks and Wildlife should hear about it. The commission should hear about it because they need to hear from us about what what's going on, what we're right. seeing in the field because they have their stats and data and staff, staff who is very, very dedicated, tells them and educates them on, on very important issues, but they need to be hearing from us as well. So yeah, regionally and statewide, hunters and anglers need to... Um, to comment and input on, uh, give input on things that are, that are near and dear to, to our hearts. Um, specifically with respect to this Mad Rabbit Trails project near uh, Steamboat Springs, um, I would say you need to email the regional um, CPW office as well as the Forest Service because the, this, this project is in the scoping period or the pre-scoping period. Okay. So that means that the Forest Service is receiving comments they don't have to be from an expert. They can be from somebody who's simply concerned about more impact to our wildlife and our wildlife habitat in public on public lands. Um, so the Mad Rabbit Trails project proposal, um, if you commented directly to the Hans Peak um, Rabbit Ears Ranger District and the local CPW office, right. that that they hear that. I mean, they've received hundreds of emails from concerned hunters. Okay. Uh, it's my understanding. So. It's important. I would visit. There's a there's a local organization there that's really um, trying to collaborate with all sorts of user groups and really try to get to the bottom of what's going on with these elk herds, and that trails project specifically and how it might affect them. It's called Keep Route Wild. Um, they, if you go to Keep Route Wild's Facebook page or their uh, website, you can get a list of um, names, decision makers who are involved in the Mad Rabbit Trails project proposal. And uh, you can just send them an email, send them a quick email, say, hey, I'm a, I'm a hunter, I'm concerned about future hunting opportunities, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, they, they need to hear that because, because then they know that their constituents are concerned. Right. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Luke on some other issues here in the state. But um, 
again, if you need any information, you can shoot me an email, scott at sportsmanofcolorado.com, and we're going to try to get some of these things posted, uh, like I said, on our website and our Facebook page to try to help all of us stay up on more of the issues that are facing us today as sportsmen. We've got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, call today 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com. It's February, and that means at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, it's National Pet Dental Health Month. Hi, this is Scott Watley with Haystack Health Radio and Sportsman of Colorado. Does your pet have a clean smile? Just as for humans, dental health is important for our pets, and keeping their teeth clean and healthy both above and below the gum line is key. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is offering free oral screens in their lobby and the chance to win a fabulous dental gift basket for any dog or cat having a dental cleaning or other dental procedure through the month of February. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they've been helping pets have clean and healthy smiles for almost 20 years. Just give them a call, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And find out how they can help your pet today. Oh, and be sure and sign up for their fantastic rewards program at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, we've trusted our pets to this great staff, and you can too. Give them a call, 303-708-8050, or check them out at LoneTreeVet.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Luke Weedle's in studio with us, and uh, Luke is a friend that works with us at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and uh, for the Denver chapter, and we'll be talking more about our upcoming bank with that. It's always a, a sold-out event and usually 500-plus in attendance and a lot of great uh, auction items and silent auction items, live auction items, and uh, you're kind of in charge of that arena, too, a lot of that merchandise, right? Yeah, I'm the merchandise chair, which... Uh it sounds fancier than it is, but it's a lot of busy work. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And like I say, you have to park your car outside now. No room in your garage. For That's all. right. Yeah. Yep. All right. We've been talking a little bit uh, just about a few issues that we wanted to uh, make our all you folks aware of. And uh, Luke was just finishing up kind of on the cow-calf ratio. And you were talking about some studies uh, that they're going to be doing where they're actually collaring um, some cows and things just to try to do that. Uh, specific research on what's going on in certain units. Yeah, uh, one thing I started when I started seeing um, through my own observations of hunting um, declines in, in elk herds um, where I've hunted since I was a kid, uh, I started to do a little research and realized that the state of Colorado has some serious um, issues with our cow-calf ratios and elk recruitment. So, mm -hmm. you know, and as you know, if that's the biggest issue uh, with, with, with hunting is that if we can't 
if we don't have strong cow-calf ratios, we don't have we can't keep our our elk herd at the largest in the world on the planet Earth. Uh, we won't have hunting opportunities. Sure, you know, it's as simple as that. So I started to find out some pretty troubling declines in various areas throughout Colorado mm-hmm. with. Uh, uh, how low some of these cow-calf ratios are getting. And they, they measure those per 100, Scott. So, okay. like, a strong one is anywhere from probably 40-something to maybe as high as 60. Um, and a low is in, the, you know, the 20s and 30s is, is considered very low, mm-hmm. uns, unsustainably low, um, I would say. And I'm not a biologist. Right. Uh, but, so, yeah, I was commenting on this city city-funded initiative 2A up in Steamboat Springs in Route County and the Mad Rabbit Trails project proposals, which are proposed to be built in um, route on Route County or on Route National Forest rather, and the importance of hunters getting involved and, and emailing the Forest Service up there, Kent Foster with the Forest Service and Chris Middledorf with the CPW, and just telling them that hunters are concerned about these sorts of things mm-hmm. and the impacts they may be having on our elk herds. So uh, the state's well aware of these issues. I mean, CPW is well aware of these of these declines in cow-calf ratios. I mentioned earlier that over in the E16 elk herd, um, they've had a, a over 50% decline in their elk herd from 10,000 animals to 4,600 animals in less than 15 years since 2000, well, early 2000s. Right. Um, but so CPW has now launched a couple of studies, it looks like, and this is just new last week. Um, RMEF has helped fund some of them, I believe, down in the southern portion of the state where we do have some major issues with this, these cow-calf ratios. Um, but they, uh, they're collaring cows, and I, I think they do like vaginal inserts where they, they can see where the calf drops, and then they can, um, they can basically track right mm-hmm. to her and, and go see, see how, that, how that cow or how that calf, rather, um, does, she, does it make it? Does it not? Does she, you know, is it, a, do they get, I don't know, a black bears? Or, yeah, mountain or, lion, or, whatever. Mountain yeah, lion, right. lot predation is a huge issue. I mean, does drought affect them? And now add to the list this issue of outdoor recreation. We're supposed to have 8 million people in this state by 2040 or something like that. And hmm. people come here a lot, of, a lot of times to recreate. So, and a lot of times they're not consumptive users. So there's a, there's a difference between consumptive users, hunters and fishermen, sure. and non-consumptive users, people who want to get outdoors. There's nothing wrong with that. But one thing I'm saying is that if outdoor recreation is... A major issue and in, in, in human disturbance in in elk cow calf elk cow calf ratio declines. Mm-hmm. We need to be we need to be looking at this as an issue and um, speaking up about it because those non consumptive users they don't pay license fees currently like you and I do uh, to go hunt. They right. don't they don't fund uh, conservation like you and I do. Um, they don't fund conservation through Pittman Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that it'll be an interesting study. It's, it's supposed to last like six years. Um, areas of Route County, Pitkin County, Eagle Counties, where they've had dramatic declines in their elk herds, um, are going to be studied. So areas where they've had a lot of outdoor recreation and areas where they haven't had as much outdoor recreation. Right. Um, and we'll see what they come up with. But it's fascinating stuff, and I really applaud the folks at, at CPW, especially regionally. It's, I did talk with um, Chris Middledorf, who's the Area 10 Wildlife Manager, about the study. And um, it's, it's a pretty comprehensive study. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tell us a lot about mm-hmm. what's going on out there in the field. So, 
And like you said, and if you missed our first segment, um, again, you can hear us on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., but um, you were just talking about, I mean, a lot of us, um, you know, that aren't into, quote, a lot of government-type things, we just kind of watch the news, whatever, and whether it be with our gun rights or whatever, and we try to stay involved and as knowledgeable as we can so we can inform our listeners about things, but if we don't get involved with some of these issues, um, uh, the other side will call it non-hunters and people against hunting and all that. Um, they're going to be in the ears of all these legislators and you know CPW oh, and all that. They are. Uh, trust me. I went to the. Uh, I was at last month's uh, Sportsman Caucus down at that down at the Capitol, and we had a great turnout. There were like 50 people there, and that's the other thing I would encourage your listeners to do is show up show up at those Sportsman Caucuses. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's very important that legislators in this state see that there are sportsmen who care. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, they just, you know, and if they're not, if that's not an area where they want to pick up the torch and go with legislation and, and fight for policy and various things for, for hunters and anglers, uh, they, they, they won't, you know, they'll go off in another direction. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it's very important. They will hear from other people, Scott. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, another um, uh, is it a blog? Is that the right term on this Hunt to Eat? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about uh, that. Uh, Hunt to Eat is a cool little company here in Denver. Um, they, like in a, first and foremost, I think, an apparel company. Okay. Um, they, uh, they, uh, they asked if I would contribute to their blog, and I did. I wrote a blog on um, the, the trails projects, which are affecting um, the Route County area. Okay. So I, I wrote a blog post on that, on Hunt to Eat. And... Um, I discussed some of these issues in there, um, my observations of, of declining elk populations in GMU-14. Um, as a matter of fact, they just did a fly. I think they, they got some, uh, some of those numbers, those cow-calf ratios for 14 and 214, which, by the way, is in the E2 herd, which is, has the strongest cow-calf ratios in the state. Okay, so there are seven game management units up there in E2. I think E6 is the largest elk herd. That's the White River, I think. But but that E2 herd is the second largest herd in the state. Okay. Strong cow-calf ratios. But what they may be seeing are some issues with cow-calf declines in subsections of that GMU. Right. I'm not a biologist, but you know they said at a meeting up there, CPW said at a meeting up there in Steamboat Springs, that the cow-calf ratio for Unit 14 was 32 and a half calves per 100 cows, which is not good. Mm -hmm. That's low. Sure. And if there is any correlation between that and all these trails that are being built and mountain bikers and human disturbance, um, that's not good. That's why we need hunters to really speak up. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But, but yeah, these folks need to hear from us, man. So how can people um, follow you more? I mean, on Facebook, do you put a lot of stuff? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. To... I, people okay. can always contact me personally about this issue. I'm pretty passionate about it. I've... I've uh, Put a lot of my, my professional responsibilities kind of to the side, but right. I, I, I uh, yeah, I've been busy with it for sure, Scott. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm always happy to discuss it. So there's a lot of committed volunteers who are uh, um, hunters and even other user groups who are just concerned about this sort of thing up in Steamboat with Keep Route Wild, and uh, th that's that's a great place to go go find these uh, email addresses for these decision makers. Okay, like keep, I said, they've gotten wild. a lot of emails from concerned hunters about these projects in the area. And, and the thing is, Scott, I'm, I, I like to recreate. I like to mountain bike. And we have to recognize that that's a 
huge economic driver, which is important mm -hmm. to these rural communities in Colorado. There's no question about that. And we have to keep that in mind. So I'm not bashing outdoor recreation. I'm just saying we need to start to make sense of this and it, whether, or not, whether or not it's an issue. And if it is, how do we deal with it? You right. know, because let's face it, consumptive users, hunters and fishermen are, are paying the bill. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, so. And Luke and I, like I say, we both work with our Denver chapter here at Rocky Mountain Elk Foundations. We'll tell you this, you know, first of all, if you're not a member there of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, do that. I think it's 35 bucks a year. Yeah. You can't beat that. And, uh, and, and I promise you, uh, they stay on top of all of this, and they're out fighting some of these battles for us. So that'd be our number one suggestion for you today. You know, become a member of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And just a quick note, we will be in Colorado Springs on February 22nd through the 24th at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Expo. And um, we've got some tickets for that. So if you'd like a pair, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Charlie will get your information. I'll call you right after the show. And uh, we will get you a pair of tickets. That If you need four tickets, if you've got a family of four or something, let Charlie know, and we'll, we'll get you four. But this is going to be a, a great show, 22nd through the 24th on Friday the 22nd. The hours are like 2 to 7 and then 10 to 6 on Saturday. And um, I believe it's 10 to 5 on Sunday, and that's at the Colorado Springs Event Center. And uh, take just a minute to tell us about your uh, Alaska fishing, and if people want to know more about that. Yeah, I, uh, I've done it for about 20 years. I, com I fish commercially all over the state. I, I, when I, w I was 17 years old, I went up, worked on a troller in southeast Alaska out of Sitka. And uh, did that for a couple years, started guiding, bought my own boat, uh, eventually, you know, kind of grew the little guide business that I have to this day. And we fish on the ocean out of Sitka. Mm -hmm. We fish about over 100 days a year now. Right. Uh, I donate a trip to the Denver chapter, sure. the Denver banquet, uh, every year, like a two or three or four day uh, fishing trip. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. My, my wife and my three daughters all come up, and we're up there for four or five months. So wow. we have a blast. What's the website for that? Uh, real class charters. Real, real class, class charters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So or they can out. always look me up, Luke Weedle on Facebook. Or... Okay, and that's W-I-E-D-E-L. That's right. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Well, Luke, hey, man, time went real fast here for us today. But anytime there's something that's come up that you think, you know, would be good for us and our listeners know, uh, you're always welcome. We'll do it. Thanks, right. Scott. We want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for being with us today on Sportsman of Colorado. Again, our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com. You can follow us on Facebook as well. And I hope you'll come see us in the Springs. That is the 22nd through the 24th at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Expo. Hope you have a great weekend. Leave it right here on KLZ 560. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.